Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, continuing on our 24 coverage. We are in season five. We are up to episode seven, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. First aired on the 6th of February 2006, written by Manny Cotto, directed by Brad Turner. And there's gas. We've got some gas. I got gas. Dangerous. Um, Catherine Hepburn's in this episode. Uh, <laughs> you notice it too. <laughs> so I did, darling. Um, there's pedophilia going on. Uh, <laughs> it's all of Ben's favorites. Oh, pedophilia and Catherine Hepburn, the Ben Waterworth story. There's suicide. Uh, there's John McCain. I mean, what else do you want in an episode of 24? for the Oz Network to talk about it. My name is Ben, and I'm clean. I'm working two jobs and busting my ass to get my life back together. My name is Colin, and you don't know what he does to me when we're alone. (laughs) True. Um, (laughs) This is a good episode. There's nothing spectacular about it. I think this is just a solid setup, good episode. I think kind of this and next week are really the same. They're kind of just like, they are there. They're good. There's nothing super memorable about them. We're not going to be talking about these in like 14 weeks time of the best moments of the season, but they're not bad. I think they're entertaining. They've got some great acting in it. Jack Bauer stops a pedophile, kind of. Um, well, he doesn't really actually. He kind of, you know, encourages pedophilia in this episode. I don't know. That. <laughs> I mean, he sort of does. Hey, 15-year-old, you're going with a pedo. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get you back later on. Um, but, yeah, Lynn McGill gets bashed up. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. a future presidential candidate is also in this episode, a real one. So <laughs> rest in peace, John McCain. I mean, this episode is filler. Uh, yeah. Let's get that out of the way. There's there's nothing groundbreaking here, but it is enjoyable. I, I, I do start to get flashbacks to prior seasons with a lot of what they're doing here. There is some rehash of what's going on, um, but I think this is, what speaks you know uh, so much towards why season five is so popular is that even a filler episode like this is still so enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't really find much to complain about this one other than the fact that it's like, it is filler. Um, I can complain about the pedophilia, but uh, it, it serves a purpose according to Jack. Yeah. Pedophilia serves a purpose. Um, <laughs> sure. Title our episode. One of these days we've got to get around to titling our episodes. Pedophilia serves a purpose. <laughs> Uh, that's usually one of the ones that I'll do on 007 and you just yell at me like, no, we're not doing that one, Ben. We're not calling it pedophilia serves a purpose. We're not calling it pedophilia serves a purpose. Um, we also get the first mention of Kim 
which is good. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it takes like four hours to get into CTU, but um, Lish Cuthbert was busy, apparently, with a... I mean, you have to come down from Canada. We talk about pedophilia. I mean, wait till we meet her boyfriend in this season. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just saying. Where's Dion? Yeah, exactly. Celine Dion. Um, <laughs> as always, we can... I mean, the beauty of this episode is I think a lot of these ones that we can kind of clip aren't really going to take overly long. So, I mean, mm. like literally the White House stuff. I mean, we can just get that over and done with because Jack's basically, you know, yelling at Walt still. Um, and then Walt gets taken away, like, take this traitor away. And he'll be hanging himself soon. So Rip Walt, um, or is he hanging himself? Or will this be Ooh. Jamie all over again from season one? Mm. Um, and then we've obviously, I, I do really like this scene between the president and Jack, where it's kind of like, you know, you and I have had our differences. And I think the thing that like we didn't touch on, I feel last week is when the president says like, oh, you being alive causes some issues with China. Like I kind of like how they haven't completely forgotten about this whole situation of why he had to fake his death in the first place. So we kind of have this scene where Logan is saying, Hey, like, you know, we've got some issues here, but we need your help. Help me, Jack Bauer. You're our only help. <laughs> only hope. Um, several years ago, you served president, <laughs> president Palmer in the Clarion Wall. <laughs> Um, why is everyone Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> you serve President Paul. <laughs> my name is Ben, and welcome to the Oz Network. <laughs> oh God! But uh, it's a nice scene. I kind of like this moment between the two of them, where you know, like you, you, you know, I know the respect you have for this office and served under Palmer. So please stick around and help. There is. I will reinstate you with everything you want. I'll give you a home in Wyoming. Uh, I'll give you a 15-year-old girl. Like, just, just <laughs> do what you want. Uh, do you like dead chief of staffs? Um, <laughs> so nice nice moment between them and Jack's all like, yes, sir, I will do what I'm told, sir. Uh, and then we get a Martha-Logan scene, a Martha and Charles scene where she slaps him. So like, you're going to send me to a rehab. Bad, Charles. Now let me write your speech. Okay. Um, so essentially Martha is all like, Hey, so you should release a statement to the public and be like, Hey, so this guy was evil, but I'm not lol. And Mike's all like, no bad idea. And Logan's all like, no, it's a good idea. So they're going to write this speech and draft out and nice little moment between Martha and Charles, I guess, uh, sort of, you know, slap included. Um, and yeah, I (laughs) guess I'm sort of gelling over the fact that Walt has hung himself. So, um, <laughs> rip Walt. But uh, remember that because that won't come into play later on in this season at all. I, I guess kind of you can sort of loosely, going back to you saying last week about how, you know, maybe this is showing that there wasn't a plan to do what they do with Logan because, again, you've sort of got these moments between Logan and Walt here when he's going off at him and then there's that question mark about what they'll do with this twist later on with Logan when you realize that there was, you know, some foul play involved here with Walt. And again, they try and cover their tracks with their, you know, being different factions of this conspiracy. And fair enough, you've got to try and explain it. But season one does it better. Season one, again, you can argue the whole Nina cover-up makes Mm -hmm. sense and you can watch it and still believe it's a thing. Whereas this, you know, you get a bit iffy with it. But um, I yeah, look, Walt was always going to kill himself. Let's be honest, he's a pussy. Um, and 
I, I, I don't know why I'm saying that. The guy is a patriot, Ben. <laughs> Darling. Uh, but just, uh, just think about all the people who have killed themselves who are going to be very angry with you right now for judging them. <laughs> going to bed tonight haunted by all the suicidal people of Sydney. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do like the Martha and Charles scene. But I mean, again, this is this, this episode... Not a whole lot really to add. It, this is all good stuff. It's just nothing, I think, groundbreaking for us to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I, I will say the uh, the Martha slap, there's a moment where it's like, I don't know if it's, uh, I'd have to cue the episode up right now, but if Mike's sort of standing in the background or if he's outside a window or something like that. He's, but it's like, I, well, he's like, he kind of steps in just after, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, was he there? Was he watching this guy? Yeah, yeah. fucking hit him. <laughs> He deserves it. <laughs> he's he's no Palmer. <laughs> but, he's uh, what? <laughs> it it is kind of like this uh, this one where you're like, oh, that's like perfectly timed. Where it's like awkward. Mike just saw her slap me. Uh, this thing about Martha helping him write the speech. I mean, this is something we'll have to talk about a little bit more next week. But uh, is this just their filler for Martha? Like we got nothing for yeah. you to do, so we're gonna be sort of write a speech. But I mean, it does at least tie into their relationship, and I think that's what works even when the the writing and the story doesn't work with Martha and with Charles is these little things they do about like, you know, we used to be so close. I used to be involved in everything. It's like, well, why don't you write me a speech then woman? <laughs> <laughs> there, there. Right, bring me, a, me a sandwich. And after that, bring me my slippers. <laughs> now you're involved in the presidency. <laughs> you're almost as good as Mike, <laughs> but uh, it, it's still, it's, it's something that develops their relationship and their scenes together. Are so good. Right. Casper. Hey, Casper! Didn't update that yeah, lock on the door when you did the basement, did you? Get the treadmill! Get the treadmill! Why don't you go upstairs? We're on timelines here. Ketchup. Hey, yeah. Ketchup on my ketchup. Run, Casper. He run. Puts ketchup on his ketchup. That shirt is true. He calls these. We, we, you're seeing our new floors. That's why he came down. He calls them Japanese floors. We don't know why. Okay. Oh, Japanese floors, Casper. Why don't you go upstairs, Kay? Casper. Mommy will get you some toast or some juice. Get some toast. I want some toast. Casper, <laughs> go get me some toast. Now he's it's a train or something? He's really key <laughs> to run this morning. All right, Casper, go upstairs <laughs> and then I'll let you come down later and play with some weights or something. I don't know. <laughs> Put it on your head. And he's got the, you got the weights anyways. So just <laughs> take it upstairs. Okay, take it upstairs. All right, 10 pounds, no problem. <laughs> You know, the thing that amazes me with this new like wall, it kind of looks like you got shutters, like it's about to open up, like it's a, a kiosk <laughs> or something like that. Just walking up the stairs with a way, he's gonna go hit he's Jamie in the head. Pounds upstairs. He's, Close he's, the door, okay? He's getting some, getting some arms there. He's wrecking <laughs> some weight. Anyway, something about Martha and, and Charles. Yeah, good stuff. Um, uh, what else? There? Oh yeah, so Walt's suicide. So this is something I actually when when we do come back around to this later in the season, uh, I actually want to maybe look back on this episode because the way that it's presented this episode is totally different. This is one of these where they had like the deleted scenes and I watched the deleted scene first and I'm like, Oh, but this is in the episode. Cause I remember this. Right. But the deleted scene is, I would say maybe it was cut for sensor reasons, but there's obviously more graphic. Um, there's a big buildup. I don't, we, we still get a, a little bit of that. Them walking up, sir, you need to come right now. And then walking down the hallway towards Walt. Right. And it's like a horror movie thing where it's like zooming in on them and it's very slow. Like, and you have this dun dun. It's like something like that shining. I'm like, wow, Brad Turner, <laughs> you're, you're trying to top John Kassar here. But uh, then the way they just sort of cut to the body on the floor and all that, it's like, why do they do that? But I'm actually curious when we get to later in the season, if there's a reason why 
the longer version of this, which was actually <laughs> here's the weirdest part, okay? Martha goes up to Walt's dead body and whispers something in its ear. Uh, so Okay. A lot of reasons that scene might have been cut, but it's like it's weird, it's creepy, it belongs in a horror movie, but it was so much better than we get, which is like did we cut this for a reason that we're going to revisit later in the season? Or did they, we cut this because the censors thought it was weird and we don't understand why Martha in a deleted scene is whispering in dead Walt's ear? I feel, yeah, that's interesting. You were the best I ever had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel, like, is it a bit rushed? Like, do we need this next week? Maybe. Like, the, the Jamie suicide is more effective. I mean, sorry, the suicide, because like, that's a, I need a time to think, I need a time to think. So that's shocking, it's dramatic. Whereas this is just kind yeah. of like, it's been like half an hour. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I don't know. Like it's, it's kind it's of- It's rushed in the, what, I'm, what I mean by rush is it's like, it's in the editing because again, mm. having seen the longer scene of this, when you when you watch the one that's in the episode right after this, it's like, it's choppy, it's all over the place. It's, it's over and it's done. But yet you still have that long build of them coming down the hallway. Like, we're going to see something good. And yeah. it's like, no, not really. I think I mean rushed by the more of the fact that, like, had this suicide happen next week. Like, oh, like, yeah. Like, as in, drag it out a little we bit. don't need it half an hour after he's just been dragged into a room. Like, it just kind of feels yeah. a bit like, you know, even knowing that this isn't really a suicide. But, like, the fact that, you know, unless that was the goal, like, let's make it a suicide. But because it's so quick, like, you know, think about it. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. But, yeah, I just... But Rip Walt, sure. Walt, Walt, he's dead. Um, I think kind of with the CTU stuff, I'll kind of, I'll, again, a lot of this sort of stuff is really, not even really super tied into what we're going to get with the stuff at the end. Because I think kind of the Jack villain stuff is kind of all together. There is one bit, one Jack bit here, which I'll include in the CTU stuff. But really the CTU here is, they've got another fucking meeting. Um, (laughs) Fucking. Audrey's taking notes and repeating the computer. (laughs) Exactly. Um. Oh, don't don't get me started on uh, cliches in this episode. Curtis has got the most Curtis line of everything in this episode. But Lynn's getting a phone call because it wouldn't be twenty four without family drama of new characters we met two weeks ago. So he's Lord of the Rings. Sean Aston. Hello. Hi, Sean Aston. It's your sister. Oh, great. My sister. I used to be a drug addict. Okay. I need money. Oh, well, that's inconvenient. I'll meet you in the car park in 20 minutes because nothing possibly could go wrong with this. So he's like, oh, God, drug addict sister. I'm sorry. Like, I get it. They're two white people, but, like, they look nothing alike. They look absolutely remotely nothing alike. So (laughs) bad casting call here on Diet Amy Winehouse. Um, so Lynn, I'll meet you in the car park opposite. So like, she's like, I'll come to you. No, don't come here. Meet me in the car park. (laughs) Okay. And why is it 20 minutes? Like, can you come to the, like, why is he telling her 20 minutes? Shouldn't it be like, Mm -hmm. meet me in the car park at CTU. He I'll, doesn't know where she is. Exactly. I'll be yeah, there in 20 Lynn, minutes. I'm an hour, I'm an hour and a half away. I don't, you know, I don't drive. I got to take a bus. I got three transfers to get there. I'm in Winnipeg. Oh, what are you doing in yeah, Winnipeg? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can you FedEx me some money or something <laughs> like that? So he rocks up to the car park. Hey, sister, who doesn't look like me. You should go to rehab. No, no, no. Uh, and she's all like, I don't want to go to rehab. I'm on drugs. And <laughs> that's what people are. that's what people are on drugs you say I'm on drugs I assume um 
I mean, they're on drugs. I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I'm on drugs. Uh, <laughs> you know, you've got them in the family. Titus or Catherine five minutes ago. Um, she's all like, girl, I'm on drugs. <laughs> my, my boyfriend's going to bash you up because he's on drugs too. We're all on drugs. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Shooting each other. I don't know how drugs work. It's been a while since I've been on them. Um, I can say this stuff because Colin doesn't even know what drugs are. So he's believe. <laughs> oh, I believe you, Ben. I believe you. Uh, <laughs> this is what people do. <laughs> That's a, it's like on um, Breaking Bad when you've got Jesse when he's like, "This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs." <laughs> like, I'm on drugs. I just wanted one scene in Breaking Bad of Jesse and what was his girlfriend who died? Oh, Jane. Oh, Rip Jane. Yeah, just them running around the house. We're on drugs. <laughs> We're on We're drugs. On drugs. Isn't that Requiem for a Dream? Isn't that just Jennifer Colin <laughs> Connolly running around going, I'm on drugs! I've never seen it, you tell me. Um, <laughs> anyway, so old boyfriend comes out here and beats up Sean. Is he a tough guy in Lord of the Rings or is he like a weakling? Sean Aston, he's a hobbit and he he's the least action-like hobbit. He's the guy who, who he's a gardener. Okay, so this makes he's sense. He's actually... Then. There's even a scene where somebody says, who is this, your bodyguard? And he says, I'm his gardener. <laughs> well, isn't he, he's all roided up in 51st dates, isn't he? So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on, Sean Astin, fight for yourself. I'm on drugs. Um, so, old boyfriend here, steal some money. And then you kind of like, it's like almost like a blink and you miss it moment where you see this guy grab a card. Now, I hate a storyline around random fucking family in 24, but... The one thing I will say with this, even though this is frustrating and pointless, this at least goes somewhere. This at least with this guy stealing the card leads to Mm. something. So it's a bit like last season where we had this drawn out storyline around this pilot and the military base and we didn't know where it was going. This is on that similar vein of, oh, where's this going? But this does go somewhere. So I will give them props for that. Other than that, I'm in drugs. Like, cool, whatever. You do, you love. Um, also here in CTU, Chloe wants Spencer back to help hack into a thing. Edgar's all like, oh, dude, Chloe, I shouldn't do that. This is really good. Spencer's a bad man. Um, <laughs> She's on drugs. Edgar, I'm on drugs. But I also love the bit when at the end of all of this, when like Spencer's like, you're fine, go home. And Edgar's like, you did the right thing, Chloe. And then Chloe's like, shut up, Edgar. Um, again, Chloe, Marilyn Radcliffe, not a lot to do recently. And she doesn't really have much to do next week either. So, okay. Um, blinking, you miss it. Spencer there. Jack has a phone called Audrey. Hey, Audrey, how you doing? Good, Jack. How are you? You're in a helicopter again. Yeah, but I'm not going to yell. I'm only going to yell when I'm outside the helicopter on a roof. Yeah. That's when it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noted that too. <laughs> but it's like, hey, Audrey. So, uh, you know, the whole me being alive thing. So my daughter, Kim, you've never met her. So I'm going to let you awkwardly ring her. Like, how's that phone call go? We're going to hear from her later in this episode. Like, hey, so I tried calling Kim, left a message. Can you try again? I literally tried 10 minutes ago, but sure. <laughs> Like, hey, is this Kim Bauer? Hi, this is Audrey Raines. I was fucking your dad 18 months ago when he was alive. Not that he's anymore, lol. Come into CTU with your freaky psychiatrist boyfriend. See you in four weeks. Um, so, but I, I remember watching this live 
And I'm I'm pretty sure Alicia Cuthbert had been announced as making an appearance in season five. I don't think it was a complete surprise. Please, 24 fans, correct me if I'm wrong. But I do remember getting like, oh my God, Kim, Kim. Like, this is literally the season where you get excited for Kim returning. And mm-hmm. I can't wait for that in a few weeks because one of my favorite scenes in this entire season is when we get Jack and Kim together. And as much as we've been critical of Kim, we weren't critical of her really in season three. But we missed her an entire season. We kind of forgot yeah. that we missed her an entire season. So I love this build up to the fact that we will get Kim back for two episodes, but still three episodes, two or three, one of those. But um, yeah, CTU, that's basically, you know, I'm on drugs. <laughs> uh, I also love though when Jack calls and he's talking to Chloe right away, <laughs> the beginning, I just want him to be like, where were you in the last hour? Yeah. <laughs> we could have used you. Oh, actually, I, I love that bit. Sorry, I, I was kind of thinking that was more tied into the, the bit, but I love that bit when he's yelling in the helicopter, damn it, Chloe, I need you to hack into this. It's all right, Jack, I've got Spencer on it. What are you talking about? Spencer's under arrest. No, we decided to work with him. Fair enough. <laughs> that, that, that basically sounds like if Jack's on drugs, I'm on drugs. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah chloe's absence barely even touched on here i mean i i got excited even now even knowing and, and having seen multiple times you know the the kim episodes we're gonna get i got excited I'm like oh that's right kim's gonna be coming back and is coming soon coming sooner than you thought you, you you get attached to these characters even if you complain about them and you get excited when they come back um but I, apparently uh lynn's sister is a lot closer <laughs> than kim is fucking hell She's in, she's in like I don't know Nevada right now. She has to drive in from Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn's sister's around the corner. Uh, I, I do love the line though, where uh, Lynn's sister Jenny is her name. Of course, of course it's Jenny. It's Jenny, typical <laughs> Jenny. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you even remember. We covered it like a month ago. Uh, this scene between Lynn and his sister is basically the opening scene of the Sweet Hereafter with Ian Holm and his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi, uh, <laughs> hi, what was that I'm line? On drugs. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. Oh, you have a phone now. What was that thing she says in that the terrible opening line? Yeah, there's like one really weird line. Yeah. Oh, they have phones in cars now or something like that. Yeah. What are you doing in a car? A phone in a car wash? That's what it was. Um, but uh, I, I love that she. Oh, has I've this never talked like, to you in a car wash before. Yeah, I never talked to somebody on a phone in a yeah. car wash. Sorry. Uh, but I, I love the line where she's like, "What are you afraid I'll embarrass you?" And he's like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> Just brutally honest. <laughs> Don't even sugarcoat it. Um, this storyline, though, it's just, it's, this is something that belongs in season one or season two. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it will go somewhere, but like, was there a better way to get to it? Because I just have bad flashbacks here. It was like, oh, this is what you did already. And I didn't like it with other characters. I don't like it now. Please don't bring, uh, what's her name? Michelle's brother into this no. as well. And he's going to be like the dealer or he's the boy from that. Maybe if they had done that, maybe Michelle's brother was the boyfriend who bashed Lynn's head, and I'm going to believe it a little bit more. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's silly. And where Do you know where the timestamp was in the episode of him getting attacked across the street? Because he doesn't come back inside until next week. Yeah, that's, I, I, well, I mean, I guess he's kind of like laying on the ground for a while, like, you know, oh, my ribs. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but uh, if I'm scrolling through here, he gets, well, uh, this is great podcasting. It's right at the end. So, okay, so like we're at 1.52 and he's walking through the car park looking at his watch. So let's say that happens three minutes later. Okay, so, so five minutes before. Ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's it's also just where when we get to next week, he's basically only straightening his clothes as he comes to the building. It's like he, you couldn't have taken one of those ten minutes. Maybe he's unconscious for ten minutes. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere, and it's kind of annoying to see it. It's the worst part of the episode. Um, but uh, yeah, Lynn, this is something that is going to come back at him. You know, <laughs> otherwise, Lynn's pretty on the ball. He's a good boss, as we've said. Uh, I'm really excited for next week, though. That's going to be a great episode for Sean Astin. Um, yeah, the Jack uh, um, helicopter, I noted the exact same thing. Uh, you're not covering the stuff uh, when they get into the building, though, are you? No, no, I, I'll lump that in with the villain. I mean, that's kind of the action of this episode. Okay, nothing else to say other than uh, I think that Jack is on drugs. Well, Kiefer, I mean, he's been to Kiefer rehab and jail and stealing cars and all that kind of stuff. See, I mean, I guess- the, the sister was somebody that he met. Yeah, did you? Uh, <laughs> this we, is somebody from my AA. We talked about you watched the rest of Rabbit Hole. Did we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Patreon. We'll talk about it more. Um. So basically, the the main bit of this episode is our terrorists here. So Erwick is the main guy. Which I mean, if there's a criticism around the plot, so the big plot twist last week was you know obviously the Walt had arranged for all these canisters to, I guess, be shipped off overseas so they could blow them up and like, yeah, America, we saved it from the terrorists. But now old Erwick is like, no, you double-crossed me, so now we're going to use against America because fuck you. And I'm kind of on board with this other terrorist guy. It's kind of like, like, dude, like, what the fuck? Our target's Russia. We'll find some other way yeah. to get to Russia. No, all the ports and everything are closed. America is our enemy now. I mean, I do have to question, why do these terrorists have to go all the way to the U.S. to get some gas to then ship back to like, like I'm not disrespecting Eastern Europe or Asia, but like, I'm sure there's terrorists in like fucking Kazakhstan or Kyrgyzstan or Tajik, one of the stands uh, or like North Korea or freaking anywhere. Uh, Bangladesh. I don't know. Name a country. Look at a map. Oh, boom. Bangladesh nerve gas. Ba- those Bangladeshis are waiting to blow some people up. <laughs> they, let's see, be they, they did. They, they did try to find that, but they looked as like, oh, this one's made in Bangladesh. Yeah. That's not going to be the same as made in USA. <laughs> yeah. Terrorists are racist. Yeah. We're, right? we're looking for that. We want that, that the label that made in the USA. That's when you know it's quality nerve gas. Even fucking Australia is closer to Russia than the US. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but you- how much, how much good stuff is made in Australia? Oh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Nicole Kidman. Eric Banner. Yeah. Ben Waterworth. Um, yeah. At least one of the Hemsworths. <laughs> Take your pick. The third one that never gets talked about. But I mean, I guess like technically, you know, Russia is kind of bordering the US if you go Alaska and like the part of Russia yeah. that no one lives. But I mean, from LA to Moscow is like further away than you could point a freaking stick at. Yeah, yeah just... Drive, drive up the coast, drive through BC, through Alaska. You can walk across the border back to Russia. Exactly. So my point is, when they're like, no, America, like, it's just, it's kind of like, okay, you're shoehorning this in the best you can. Anyway, so we're all like, um, we're going to call our friend Catherine Hepburn. Um, so basically he gets his call from Rossler. Hello, darling, I'm Rossler. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it really is Catherine Hepburn. It really is that voice that we did years ago. Hello, darling. <laughs> I'm a terrorist. Ha 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 ha. So he's going to. So the chip that was put in there by Walt has been buggered. So then they need to get this chip reprogrammed. So they need to go to Rossler. They need to go and get these cut open. So we go get old mate at the mechanic shop. Hey, how you doing? Good. I'm a terrorist. You want to help me? Sure. Uh, chops open some canisters to get some codes that he's going to send to Rossler. Ha, oh, darling, I need the codes. 
Um, and poor old mechanic gets shot. Rip mechanic. Um, and meanwhile, they intercept a phone call. CTU intercepts his phone call. Hello, darling. That sounds like Catherine Hepburn. Um, <laughs> which I do love. I swear, like, oh, is it Edgar's like, duh, he's on a satellite phone. We can't trace him. To which they're like, he's in this building. Okay. Can't trace him, CTU. Cool. So they find this building. Jack's in the helicopter, lands on the roof. Uh, and this is when we kind of go through, like, almost like stealthy Jack, like, you know, very spyish going through. And it's Mission all like, impossible. yeah, it's very cool. Like, oh, we can turn the cameras off for 60 seconds and. We've got old doofus here. The cameras are down. Um, which I kind of like the fact that this guy's like, cameras are down. Like, I'm a federal agent. Tell me where it is. And then you got the other guy, oh, boss, boss, where are you, boss? Oh, I've just gone to the bathroom. Something's wrong. Um, so, I mean, but like. He never goes to the bathroom. That guy's got a bladder the size of Kansas. What's going on? <laughs> um, but I kind of like, like, I wish this almost was drawn out more. This to me is very similar to last season with the whole fucking EMP episode. But, like, I want more of this, whereas last year I wanted less of it. Like, drag this out for a whole episode, this kind of, like, why does this Catherine Hepburn guy have all this security? Like, it's kind of just, like, you know, all private security and just flesh it out more. Like, it just feels, like, quick to the point and boom, boom, boom. But, okay, sure, you got plot's got a plot. I do fucking love, like, Jack coming around the corner Federal agent! Bang, 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 bang. Like, federal agent this episode means I'm just going to fucking shoot your dick every five seconds. Um, so they walk in. Rossler gets... I, I, where does Rossler get shot that he's, like, sitting up five minutes later going, hello, darling, I want a deal. <laughs> like, doesn't Jack, like, shoot him, like, two bullets in the chest? And he's just like, oh, just a flesh wound. Um, so Jack comes in, shoots first, asks questions later, and he all, like, ties him to a chair. Uh, I love Jack's line when he's basically like, Make him comfortable, but don't give him anything for the pain. Like, underrated key for episode. I think he does really well mm-hmm. in this episode. And then, because, you know, CTU is going to CTU. They're going to get all these satellite images. There's someone else in the room. So, oh, no. Well, who's in the room? Some 15-year-old girl. I know what this is like. You should see what's in the door behind me right now. Um, <laughs> Why is it closed, Ben? I will never tell. Shut up! Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, she's making noise. Um, so we've got old, uh, what's her name here? Ivana Ivanka Trump. I don't know who she is. but um, And I will say that the actress who plays her, I looked her up. She's not 15. She's like 18, 19, 20 or 23. She's, you know, it's very oh, OC. So she's, she's, she's not quite your type. She's then. very legal uh, in this episode. Let's just oh, say. She's too old for you. Exactly. She's grandma. So uh, this adds another layer, but I like props to Kiefer Sutherland. I kind of love the way he kind of reacts in this episode. Like, oh my God, like, who is this girl? And then when like he finds out she's 15, it's like, oh God, lucky bastard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's one of the scenes where it's like 15 and Jack's like, but is she single? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because Connie Britton left me and I don't know what's going on with Audrey. (laughs) That's 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 one of my biggest gripes when like, you know, you turn around, you got like a friend, like you could be right now saying to me like, oh, Ben, like I work with this girl. Her name's Jenny. She's really, really cool. And I'm like, oh, is she hot? And your response will be, well, she's got a boyfriend. I'm like, that's not what I asked. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have that all the time in school. Like, oh, my friend Janet. Oh, is she hot? She's married. So? Doesn't but is she hot, Mary? Doesn't stop half the women. Um, so <laughs> when I say half, I mean all the women. That's my only experience. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I've been married once, Ben. Um, so yeah. So basically, he's all like, 
I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal. I want full immunity and transportation to a country of my choice and I want my child bride because I want to keep doing her. Uh, and Jack's all like, not an option. And then so Lynn's listening to this and Lynn's like, shut up, Jack, make a deal. He's like, all right, sure. So they're going to make a deal with him so that they can find um, Erwick and then essentially they're going to play along with this whole ruse of like, yep, I'm going to get you the codes to override these and everything. So essentially he makes a deal, he signs it, he's going to, in his whole stipulation is I want my, I want to be still be a pedo, so she's coming with me. Jack has a scene with her where she's all like, hey, so uh, sorry you're 15 and this guy's old, but like he's going <laughs> to still have to like fuck you for a little bit. Uh, we'll pick you up down the road. Okay, lol, sorry. <laughs> Oh, you don't know what he does to me when I'm alone. It's like, yeah, well, I kind of know what sex is. I'm Jack Bauer. Um, so <laughs> I'll be doing the same to you if you stay here. So really take your pick. Exactly. Exactly. So they make the deal. They get the codes. Uh, Erwick calls up like, hey, so we've unscrewed all the lids. These are the codes. Um, Catherine Hepburn's like, all right, darling, I'll get these all reconfigured for you. And then I will meet you in 10 minutes. No, he's like, I'll call you in five minutes and we'll organize a meet because plot's got a plot. And like, there's, it's not at all obvious what's going to happen when freaking Rossler says, I don't know what Erwick looks like. I have never seen him before in my life and he has never <laughs> seen me either. Oh, well, that won't be convenient in about 10 minutes time of 24 world. So they've got this signed off. The, the code's all reconfiguring. Old little pedo Ivanka here is about to get taken back off into the pedo dungeon Back to all be, um, what was his name? Joseph Fritzl or whatever it is back in the Austrian dungeon. And then, oh God, she has a gun. I'm, I'm, I'm blaming CTU for this. I'm sorry, but like you've got somebody in another room. You're freaking federal agents. Yep. They're so loose with their weapons. Saunders, uh, uh, whatever. And oh, this, yeah. this girl. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So and then season one, like the other thing this reminds me of is remember the, I was having flashbacks to the season one episode with what's her name on Palmer's staff who yeah. was sleeping with the guy. hundred percent. It's the and, same thing. But well, that's what I was going to say. This ending is the ending of that episode because yeah. it's basically, you know, like, oh shit, he's dead. The Drazen's dead. Ring, 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 ring. We're going to have to take a chance. Picks up the phone. Hello? Are you still there? You're going to meet me. Like so much more effective. Whereas this is obviously next week going to drag into that. But I think, the funniest thing to me is because old Ivanka here kills him and then they're like, stand down, stand down, don't shoot her, don't shoot her. Jack, like, basically, like, judo chops a gun out of her hand and pins her against the wall. He really wants this 15-year-old girl. <laughs> but then... God, Curtis, he's dead, she's mine. <laughs> Curtis has got a Curtis because the cliffhanger of this episode is like, Curtis, is he going to make it? No, Jack. Russell is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Russell is our only connection to the canisters. He's going to call in five minutes to make a meeting. Like, it's like, thank you, Curtis. We knew that already. Beep, 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 beep. Plot twist is Curtis going to Curtis. But I mean, again, like, I've, I don't even, I want to say we've rushed through this episode, but I don't think we have because like, as you said no. at the top, like we've talked about everything and there's nothing, a minor complaint here and there, but it's just, it's solid. It, it You said it's filler. It moves it on. Um, you're not going to remember Rossler in three episodes of time, old Catherine Hepburn. But, you know, we've got to get these canisters moving somehow and we've just got a bit mm -hmm. of plot here that connects the dots. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, my first question is, like, again, the amount of time it takes people to travel. I know we talk about this so often, but Jack was only, what, 20 minutes away from the location of um, uh, where he starts the episode with Logan? 
he got there in like 20 minutes in the last episode. Um, it takes him, I don't know, like 10 minutes to get to this building. Curtis is already there on the roof, by the way. So how quick is Curtis that he had time to go all the way up on the roof and wait for him there? Curtis just leaves uh, there. I, He's Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Just, I'm a man who's just, a bat. <laughs> I was thinking he took like chopper command and he just parachuted onto the roof or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most efficient way to travel. He's on drugs. <laughs> I'm on drugs. That's Curtis on drugs. I'm on drugs. Yeah, Curtis would be like, I have taken substances that alleviate my <laughs> levels to different levels called drugs. Uh, I, I do want to mention the, the the one thing with with Erwick here, uh, yellow tie guy, when he goes in and he so awkwardly asks, in his Russian accent, goes into like this workshop do you have some kind of precision tool for cutting metal? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, of course. Only accent I could do. But like, how specific? Precision tool for cutting metal. <laughs> like, you could not be more suspicious than a Russian person coming in saying something like that. Uh, it was 2006, I, I, Colin. The Russians were liked back then. <laughs> Everybody loved the Russians. They're, they've never been. They've never been unpopular. Never. Uh, but uh, is this popularity the first time in history, you know. <laughs> Only the first time in history that there have been issues with Russians. Ovechkin was like drafted about them, wasn't he? I mean, America was Russian crazy oh. back then. <laughs> Gotta love Ovechkin. You're uh, wearing a cap uh, shirt? I am right now. I'm, I'm pro-Russian. Oh, pro-Washington. This How is, is Ovechkin not being cancelled? Can I just ask that question? I love the guy, but like, I mean, come on. Everyone else gets cancelled. Did he even say he was... I, I, I don't remember if it was him, but there was some famous Russian person who said that they were going to support... The war in Ukraine. I think he's pro Putin. I think it is Ovi. He's pro Putin. But everyone's like, "Oh, it's Ovi." He, he got pissed and drank out of the uh, Stanley Cup. Let's love the guy. You, you said it almost with a three. So I hope to God he's pro Putin. <laughs> he better be. <laughs> yeah, more Russians need to support Putin uh, on their uh, free will, of course. That's what people are pro Putin. I'm pro Putin. <laughs> pro Putin. This show and Oz, I'm on drugs. Oz Network pro Putin. I'm saying it. <laughs> There's our next T-shirt. <laughs> pro Putin. Oz Network. Pro Putin. But we can just do a poutine. What did you, well, hey, trouble. well, I'm wearing an AIDS walk T-shirt. This isn't like, like you let's are, stop yeah. AIDS. It's pro AIDS. Like in New York, we like walk through Central Park. It's like, yeah, AIDS. <laughs> We're pro AIDS. Pro AIDS. No condoms. Connie Britton's right there leading the march. She was. She was up front going, everyone, pro AIDS. Yes. I have AIDS. AIDS. And I'm on drugs. <laughs> I got AIDS from my drugs. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, Russian man walking around asking precision tools for cutting metal. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, the, I, I actually was going to say the opposite. I like Jack's whole going into the building and the security guard and stuff like that. And, you know, oh, he's going to the bathroom. Uh, I was going to say that I actually liked that it lasted longer than I thought it would. But I get what you're saying. Like, this, this could have been the whole episode and then leave roster for the next episode which i think that would have made this feel less like one of those season one filler episodes because mm. i think the biggest issue i have with this is not even that anything's done poorly it's the fact that most of what we're seeing we've seen before we've seen you know girl grabs the gun and kills somebody because she was betrayed we've seen you know hotel room showdown and uh oh this is our only we've seen it this is our only lead many times uh so considering we've seen a lot of this before i think you could have just made this an episode about him getting in the building and how tough it would be even just to get up there to Rossler. Uh, of course, the, the the thing with Jack, Jack is like very gentle with this girl. Like Jack has never been nicer. His own, he's not like this with his daughter. He's not like this with any of his women. He's basically in there right away. It's like, 
they're there. <laughs> they're there. Listen to my soothing voice. I've always wanted one like you. <laughs> they come better in America. Trust me, made in the USA, always better than made in Russia. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 I don't know. It's almost unnecessary. I don't I don't quite understand the purpose of why we need the girl here, other than just some random person has to kill him. Uh, and maybe if it hadn't been done before, I'd be a little bit more on board with it. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I guess the one thing with uh, Chloe firing Spencer. Did we even talk about that? Yeah, I kind of mentioned it. That was the whole. Yeah, she fires him Edgar. twenty minutes later. Yeah. There's there's a lawsuit that right there with Sarah. <laughs> it's like well, he, he, you 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 did sleep with your employee, and now he's getting fired after you slept with uh, him. But he was he was under the orders. His authority, even if it was just Walt. I mean, that's Walt's ranking still technically outranks anybody at CTU. So I mean, what did he do wrong? Yeah, I can I can see your point, but I think. Sarah has much more of a bigger lawsuit than Spencer because well, she's got Sarah was innocent thing. and was tortured, whereas he's technically, in a way, not innocent. So, but, 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 tech. Well, he's not innocent. He but did again, let, he he did let an assassin into the building without any sort of accreditation. That he didn't that know was an assassin. Yeah, but again, when he's under the orders, orders of the White House, I think it makes it a little bit well, different. Well, did know that, that uh, Putin was well, going to we... invade Ukraine? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's it's mostly the fact that it's like. Okay, yes, I know you think that he slept with you because of this reason, Chloe, but like you slept with one of your employees and then you fired him 20 minutes after you reinstated him. This is not going to go down. Well, can down I ask a question? I know you met Jamie at work. Was was she like below you or above you and not in the bedroom? Uh, I mean, it was different. We I was basically part of a training team. So for the first two weeks on the job, I was assigned to training all the classes and then they move on and then technically it's just different departments but that didn't know so, i was questions. never her manager so i was never she, her manager did you train her did she train you or did you just work in the no, same I office no i trained i mean i i it was she was trained in a classroom setting and then when you get on the job we do a split between so you classroom trained and on her. The job training i did train her yes hey so you <laughs> took advantage of her well it would have been long long afterwards a couple of years afterwards but and technically she was a trainee for only two weeks but uh she also had I'm, i've told her this before the single worst training class we've ever had come through she like was the it. worst ever she was one of the better ones and like if you know jamie <laughs> one she, of the better did, ones well and she is like not a technical person it was a tech support uh <laughs> department what we were in and she is the least tech support person you could meet but, what was uh, she doing yeah, there really. then they, they basically had very low standards that summer. I'm not joking. <laughs> They're like, we, they were one of the clients that we did tech support for. They gave a mandate. We need you to get, you know, double the amount of people in there that you normally do. They said, the only way we're going to do this is by lowering our standards. Wow. <laughs> and just hiring whoever Colin comes the just door. admitted his wife was terrible at whatever that job was. <laughs> oh, that was, she was. She was actually, she wasn't bad at the job at the time, but th that was because of my training. There we go uh anyways yes uh, but yeah chloe's chloe's i think in a little bit of a trouble after this because spencer has some friends in the government now you know um who just killed and, himself well yes but uh <laughs> and i guess the other guy Bad. is you know, not going to be by the end of the day not going to be in the best position either but uh i i feel a little bit bad for spencer here i mean he's all right get rid of this she did uh Okay, so Rossler's death here. I guess the last thing to add is again, it's not just Curtis stating the obvious. We we've talked about this so much. Like how little effort they put into reviving people here. Yeah, he checks his pulse. There's no pulse. So that's when you start CPR. Unless I'm seeing 
his heart and his brain matter splattered on the drywall behind you, Curtis. He's not dead yet. Okay? That's... So just work on it. This is like, we, we, I think this is the second week we brought up that Simpsons quote. I tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. That's Curtis. There's literally like, you see in some of these medical shows where like quite clearly there is brain matter or whatever. They still at least yeah. try and revive them. I and mean, the one that I like, that I mean, again, you're not going to get it because you're not a Third Watch fan, but there's like a famous episode where basically... Uh, Bosco like runs to a, a scene of a car crash and he's like, well, he's dead. And they're like, are you sure? And he looks in and he's like, yeah, he's dead. Like obviously he's been like decapitating his head like everywhere. He's like, yeah, it's, like, it's he's that dead. Pulp Fiction scene. It's like, I just blew Marvin's head off. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally got his head all over the back window. I uh, love that movie. I haven't watched that in a long time. Uh, nothing else to add. Um, yeah, it's it's good filler. Nothing to declare. Nothing um, to declare. I mean, the trivia, the, the main trivia is, we mentioned it a couple of times, but um, John McCain's in this episode, uh, the late, great John <laughs> McCain. So I don't know if you picked it up, but like it's literally, no. um, I think it's like the the the, the split screen section at like the halfway point of the episode. If you look in the top left, uh, John McCain hands Audrey a file. Uh, yeah, I see they have the screen cap here on the, the wiki page. Yeah, yeah so uh, apparently John McCain was a massive 24 fan. And uh, so he requested to be in there. So uh, Senator at the time, so this is like 2006. So only two years away from running for president. So, um, and a very, like the thing that I learned a lot about with John McCain is that very respected man, even like the Democrats very much respected him. And when he died, I think even like Obama would go to his funeral and all that sort of stuff. So did you ever watch that movie, um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was one where Julianne Moore played Sarah Palin and uh, I think Ed Harris plays John McCain in that movie. Oh, no, I didn't see it. Um, brilliant movie. Brilliant movie. And I think it's one of those ones where you watch Julianne Moore and you literally think you're watching Sarah Palin. Like, it was it was so good. Um, but anyway, uh, other trivia. Um, apparently, the previously on 24 adds the words for betraying us at the end of Erwich's statement. Cool. Um <laughs> There's not a lot of trivia. And even the book was just about John McCain. So uh, not a whole lot to go on there with that as well. Um, I'm buying it. It is still a buy from me. Uh, It's going to drop slightly in my ratings from the last few weeks. But uh, this still ends up at uh, 33 right now. So uh, not bad. Firmly entrenched in the top half. And overall, this will end up at 55. So still solidly high. It's just, it's a solidly decent episode. Yeah, you know, originally I was going for a rent on this one just because it is all rehash. But I mean, I feel like the rehash is in most cases done better than what we've seen in previous seasons. So I'll bump it up for that. Um, It's going to be a lower buy for me. Um, I've got this at 38. So that's not that, not even that much lower than you, but, uh, you, you, you sold me on a buy. Oh, look at me go. Your streak stays alive. You're welcome. <sighs> you're welcome. But, and will it stay alive next week? Cause you're on drugs. Uh, well next I'm week, on drugs. I mean, next week to me is same, same. It's very, it's a solid episode. I think, uh, you know, there's some actual action, uh, decent action next week. Um, we get a appearance of a quite famous judging Amy actor, which I'm excited for. Um, Do we? He's the the guy who like shoots himself in the head at the end of the episode. The uh, the guy doing the dodgy terrorist accent in the mall. Um, uh. He was like, um, oh, uh, what's her name? What's uh, Tyne Daly? Like she was like he. He was Tyne Daly. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> 
Tyne Daly did not age That's well. what happens when you're on drugs. <laughs> From memory, like, he was, like, Tyne Daly's boss for a while in it. Um, I remember watching this guy, like, oh, my God, it's him from Judging Amy. Uh, I like him. He's been in other things too, but there's a mole next week. Um, kids are not dying. There's a bit of a plot hole next week around the whole ni- the gas, which I really want to question next week. But, um, yeah, kids are going to have plot armor next week. Let's just say Jack's really saving children all of a sudden, like from 15-year-old girls, like 8-year-old girls next week. So, yeah, next week's Derek's a good episode. done to them. Made them like children, apparently. Yeah. What are your thoughts on next week? Um, I, I think that next week, like you said, it's still kind of filler, but I mean, this is where the filler starts to ramp up a little bit. So I might be slightly more into it. Um, having said that, I still got about 10 minutes left to go in the episode. So there's always a chance to disappoint me, but sure. I'm sure you won't because it's season five. I'd never disappoint you, Colin. I am, <laughs> I am the man of least disappointment in your life. Um, like subscribe, do all the regular things we tell you to do. Otherwise, we will shoot your kitten. Not kitten, puppy. No, I wouldn't shoot a kitten. Puppy, probably. But uh, no, I wouldn't shoot a puppy. I'd shoot your ferret. Um, yeah, just just anything but the children, okay? I'll shoot the children. Jack fuck, will come for you. Fuck the children. <laughs> um, not in that way. Uh, and also, this week, we continue Indiana Jones. We've got Temple of the Doom. We've got Academy Award winners to talk about this oh. week. Uh, we've got eyeballs and skulls. And that's about what I can Hearts remember. being plucked out of a chest. That too. And who's the who's the main woman in it? Isn't she somewhat famous now? Spielberg's wife. Yes, Spielberg's wife. Still Mrs. to this Spielberg. day, or yeah. Oh, marriages last. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're married to a billionaire Academy Award-winning director, I wouldn't be divorcing him either. A guy, a guy who direct, problem. <laughs> a guy who directed Jurassic Park. God, he can take me anywhere he wants. Uh, so that's uh, this coming week as well. And go back and listen to our uh, bonus episodes last week of Killfield 1 and Killfield 2 commentaries because Colin loved every second of that Killfield 2 commentary. Still talking about it to his kids. And we'll be back for more later on as well. My name is Ben and I'm on drugs! My name is Colin and I'm also on drugs! Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! 
For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>